Hello and welcome to Cubicle Confidential, weekly advice for the working stiff. I'm Chris DeSantis, and let me introduce my co-host, starting with H's, the heavenly, the hilarious, and the always hortative Mary Abijay. Chris DeSantis, you know we've done H's already. Oh, we did? We did. So let me just give the same H's I had before. <laughs> we literally just did H's last episode. <laughs> Of course, now, we don't know which order they're going to air in, so this may be the first one. But I'm going to give you right from my H's, yeah, so pretend you've never H's. heard these before. Yeah. Hi, everybody. My name is Mary Abajay, and let me introduce you to my co-host, the hip, the happy, and the happening, Chris DeSantis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, people, if you listen to our previous episode, or depending on what one that is... Uh, then yes, you're going to hear me with the same adjectives. <laughs> <laughs> is there is there an, an H word for duh? <laughs> duh. duh. Yeah. So Chris, what are we doing this? What are we doing oh, today? Oh yeah. Well, uh, actually, anyway, how, before we get into that, how have you been? You okay? I've been okay. Yeah. Okay. This is a very different kind of episode uh, uh, for uh, for our listeners and for Mary as well. Uh, what I did uh, is I thought I, I explored the internet for headlines. And so what I did, I, I found Inc. Magazine. Inc. Magazine sort of is famous for, uh, I will call it clickbait or uh, listicles. And so I, and I've scoured them and I've created a whole list. What do you think of these uh, when you see those things on the internet, Mary? What, what do you think of those kind of? Oh, I, what do I think of clickbait in general? Well, the listicles and uh, three words that you always use when you're meeting a new person, that kind of headline. I love that stuff. I am I am susceptible to clickbait. Like th those things get me to click. That is why they're called clickbait. And you know, Chris DeSantis, um, I am a I'm a contributor for Forbes.com. Um, oh. I don't know if you know this, but I don't really write very much because who has the time? Um, uh, but that is, you know, they give you all the support of how you can uh, be when you write your headlines for mm -hmm. your stories, mm -hmm. and they really encourage that kind of clickbait listicles, whatever you called them, yeah. uh, because it it does it draws eyes. It yes, yeah. I mean I do it too. I mean because I always they always have uh, you know one sentence that you always have to remember sort of thing. So I'm I always skip the first paragraph because I know they don't state what they're stating in the first paragraph because so they want to draw you in. I, I go right and say, what is this thing? And then, then I, then I'm, I, I don't, I don't, always, I don't always read the whole article though. Yeah, no, but you know, and, and sometimes that clickbait works for like, if you're applying to speak at a conference or something, mm -hmm. you know, here are three reasons why you're, three reasons why your team hates you oh, and what you no, need to do right. about it. Like that stuff works. People like that stuff. Oh no, I'm with you on that. I, I think we did this uh, episode last week and Mary had this top 10 things you should be doing to uh, enamor yourself to others. And I thought that was really <laughs> clever there. I'm telling you, yeah. people like it. So Chris, well, so let's tell our listeners what we're going to do today. Cause I, I think it's yeah. really, so you're going to. What are you going to do? You're going to give me some hat. Like yes. people, I am completely unaware of about what's going yes. to happen. I know like the general thing, but I have no idea what Chris DeSantis has in his hip pocket for me today. I made a giant list of headlines. Some of them are true and some of them are false. So what we're going to do is I'm going to read the headline. Mary's going to say if it's true or false. And if it is true, I'll tell you what's in it. If it's uh, not true, Mary might have something to say regardless of what the headline uh, being false is. 
Is this just a way to get back at me for winning the etiquette well, it, royale battle? I, I had completely forgotten about that. I completely <laughs> let that go. I don't even are think gonna, about that now. Are we going to? We are going to keep score. We right? should because, now. Uh, we should definitely. Well, keep we score. should because I don't believe in playing games unless there's winners and losers. Um, all right, so we'll keep score, and then I can do the same for you at some point. I will come up. Yeah, with some. then we'll have it. Well, right. this listeners, if you like this episode, uh, tell us, and if you don't like this episode, tell us. That way, we'll know. Whether whether to use one episode like this or not in the future. Because the opinion of others matters to us. Exactly. Which is <laughs> one of our former Which episodes. Which is our shows. All right. All right. I, I think I'm ready. Anything else we need to tell our nope. listeners before we... Nope. This right. episode is, if it bleeds, it leads. <laughs> so, if you're ready for the first headline. Three strategies for getting an overseas assignment. True or false? Oh, I think that's true. Uh, it is false. No, come on. It in the whole false. history of media, it's false? Well, it is false in the sense that I made that up. So there might be... <laughs> there might be... It's true. Although this is a... This would be... Wouldn't this be attractive, though, as an article? This would be a great article. Right? Wouldn't this would be a great article. Right? I mean, I would... I might read... That. Well, say it again. Three, Three strategies, strategies getting for getting an overseas assignment. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that like to work internationally. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I could come up with run right now. You learn a language that is not your own in a place you oh, wish to go. That's good. Yeah. Do you do a lot of international work? Uh, not as much. Uh, when when the uh, He just came back from Mexico, I, people. Yeah, but. That's true. Last week I was in Mexico. Or this week I was in Mexico. But uh, normally before the pandemic, I usually was um, asked to do two or three things abroad, which is nice. It's, nice. it's so funny. I have, believe it or not, I have my first international gig uh, coming up uh, in July. Where? And are you ready for this? Yeah. It's in Brussels, oh, Belgium. Yeah. And you, do you know who the client is? Um, uh, is, is it a food client? Nope. Um, is it the, is it the uh, European Union? It's U.S. NATO. Really? Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah. Wow. So I I just don't get very many international offers. What is and, what is he uh, gonna do for NATO? Is it a secret? Can you tell us? I uh, no, it's I'm doing managing up. Wow, how great. Yeah, yeah. I'm very I'm I'm really thrilled. I'm very, very excited. So oh, you um, gotta go see that uh the, the most famous thing in Brussels is that little kid peeing. All right, I'm gonna go check it out because it's, you know it's a it's a is, sculpture. He, is a little kid peeing is a little kid peeing in a shower? No, he's peeing in a it's a little kid in some side street and it's a bronze statue of him peeing in it's in a fountain. So All right, I'm gonna go check it out. And it's right. everywhere. You can buy them everywhere. In. All right. So, so the big and I don't speak a foreign language. So, either find a company that has that if you're whatever your language is that has a, an office in that space and pitch it, or work for the government. Work for the government. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. What's our next headline? Okay. Next headline. Five ways to make your story matter when public speaking. Okay. I see. I'm going to do very poorly at this game. I think that's a clunky headline. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the I think say it again. Five ways to make your story matter when public speaking. So I I'm going to say it's not a headline. I'm probably going to be wrong. But here's if it is a headline, it's really clunky. It needs to be a little more trimmed down. So I agree. I'm going to say false. Uh, no, it's true. Of course it is. <laughs> but I agree. I thought it was clunky too. I thought, yeah. But uh, this is by a man named Joel Schwarzenberg and his book, The Le Language of Leadership. Any pointers you got there? Uh, for making your story matter? Yeah. When 
let's go in speaking in public. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, oh my God, so many tips for public speaking. We should do another show on that because that yeah, was one of our like highest rated shows. Right. Um, whew, I would say number one, you have to care about your material. Mm. Uh, if you don't care about your material, nobody else will. Mm -hmm. So that really means when you're public speaking, you got to show up, you got to put mm -hmm. a little passion, a little zhuzh, mm -hmm. a little energy into your vocals. Mm -hmm. uh, do not be monotone. Mm -hmm. I think telling good stories can be really yep. helpful. Uh, if you are live in uh, in person, or even if you are on the Zoom, you want to make sure you're connecting to the audience, which means really being very clear about your body language, mm. your eye contact. If you are virtual, you want to be looking into the camera. If you are on stage, you want to be looking at different people throughout the mm -hmm. audience, uh, really work in that room. Uh, and I think that you've got to practice. I think practicing um, is really key. I think most people throw away their presentations, not by the content, but by their style of presenting. So when we help people learn how to be good presenters, we we don't focus as much on the content. We really focus on their ability to stand in front of people and engage them. I, I think that was great advice. His his was much narrower because he's just talked about the story. And you hit that too. You know, stories that prove a point, stories that uh, use language that connects with them on, in the story, make it uh, scene setting and, and use volume, uh, your voice, make them quicken to the point. Uh, and share, uh, lastly, his uh, last point was what, what, what the story, what you learn from it. Yeah. You know, I, I like that. I, I, I would say this. Maybe it's because you and I do this for a living, mm -hmm. but I have watched like keynote speakers or other speakers that just like story, 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 yeah. story, story. And I find that a little... I find that a little, I don't know whether the word is rote or practiced or too like polished or just, or too vacuous. Like at some point I'm like, quit fucking telling me your stories mm -hmm. and just give me some content. Yeah. It does after a while. Yeah. So I would, particularly I was listening to this one woman and she wasn't bad, but she probably had like six points to her talk and had six long stories. Oh and I was just like, okay, that's a little too much. Like I do want a little content. I want a little theory. I want a little story. So, you know, I really like when you present, you have a really good way of not overdoing the stories, but you do just enough. Well, I was interesting, not about me, but I, I saw this one presenter once and he tells this tearjerker story and he tears up. And I'm thinking, oh, Christ. look, buddy, You've been telling this story for years. I know you have, <laughs> and you tear up on cue. That's and so I, I'm thinking I don't I don't like you. You don't buy it. Yeah, yeah, I don't buy you at all. Yeah, I but I think we're more jaded. I think yeah, the I think general public, I, if I it bled, it led, and they're probably buying into it. But yeah, so I yeah. do think stories are powerful, and I wish I was a better storyteller. Yeah, I'm much yeah. more of an anecdote story. Like I like I'm like anecdotes. a. I'm like a three a three line anecdote. I, I don't really get into long stories because I think telling stories is an art. So I think right. it's hard to do them unless you really practice them because they've got to be succinct. You know, right. uh, they've got to have that right arc. Uh, but if you practice them too much, then they feel too rehearsed. So I, I wish I was better at it, but yeah. I, I would say, yeah. All right. That was good. Okay. Here's, right. here's an interesting one. You tell me. Use the crap framework to fight back against all the BS in your life. True or false? I'm going to go true because I'm wrong about everything. You are correct. <laughs> I got one right. Yes. Crap. <laughs> you got crap right. Okay. Let me see if I can guess what crap stands yeah. for. Okay. Now remember, this is to fight bullshit in your life. So what the C clean. stands for? What? The C stands for clean. 
Mm. Or clear. Mm. Uh, I kind of. I'm going to give you. A, I'm going to give you points Cle- for clear. It's really clear close. rhetoric about poo <laughs> 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 poo. <laughs> no, no. This is from a woman named Jessica Stillman, and the first the C stands for. That's why I like clear comprehend, meaning that you understand okay. the context of what's being said here. All right. So you comprehend what's saying. Then R stands for recognizing it. What is what is okay. recognizing? Is it true? You know, is it real or not? And then act. Act means uh, you can say something about it. You can call them on it, or you don't say anything because you want to maintain the relationship, or you neglect, you ignore it. Uh, meaning, or you just leave. You walk away. And then P is prevent it in the first place. Don't be around people that are bullshitters. Oh, so this whole thing is like if how you deal with other people who are bull- bullshit, who you think are yes, bullshit in your life, in your life. Interesting. Yeah. Do you think this is a big problem for most people? I didn't think it until I read the headline. <laughs> <laughs> like, like this is a very specific article. I wonder yeah. how many hits this article got. Um, I, I, it's, it seemed odd to me because uh, basically, when somebody's giving you bullshit, you know, you're, you got the bullshit meter goes off, right? At some point, yeah. So, so, so you want to make sure that you comprehend. So let's say mm-hmm. you're BSing me. I got to first of all, make sure I understand exactly. you, right? Make sure I understand you. Okay. And then the R said for react? Re- recognize. Oh, recognize. so what am I recognizing? Am I, I recognizing, you're recognizing that you're bull- what, bullshit? Yeah. What are they, what are they or doing? Or am I recognizing here? how am I feeling towards you? I think, you know, I, did, I just put the headline here of recognize. It could, my theory here is recognize that there's something in question here as, you know, like what's, okay. you know, recognize what's going on with this. Okay. And then once you recognize uh, what it is, then you have to act on it. So this is, yeah. so the recognition is the pr- uh, pre- prelude to action. How do you react? How do you act? So if you're someone's bullshitting you, what is your go-to response? Well, I, I, I again, that all depends on who's saying it. I think one, the, the one thing you do with a bullshitter, if you really want to get at it, is you have to de- deconstruct it with them. It's like, well, how do you know that? Where did you hear that? What what makes you say? The more you sort of peel the onion of this thing, the less they can defend it because yeah. it's it's bullshit. <laughs> that's that's what you that's what makes you so good. You are so like kind and like thoughtful and Socratic. Like you know what Mary Abajay does when she <laughs> hears someone calling bullshit? I say. This is bullshit. I say, I literally say the words, I'm calling bullshit, <laughs> which doesn't really go very well. You well, can ask I my husband know. or my team. They're just like, ah, oh. but if they are bullshitting, right. they change their tune pretty quickly. No, no. I, I like that. I like that. It's a very strong. You're so bossy. <laughs> that was from a but previous you, episode, people. <laughs> but you know, I do, I do, I do, I do appreciate this article because I haven't, no, no, I don't know if I thought that much about how to deal with other people's bullshit. Right. Exactly. Um, so interesting, interesting. Because yeah. you want, you don't want to be subject to it. So you either want to have them either stop it or tone it down. But if you have a good friend who's sort of, everyone has a friend who is full of, you know, full of it. But we yeah, still keep them. Right. You know what I'm saying? But like, we still keep them. Yeah. yeah, and I think you're absolutely right for our listeners who who are dealing with people who are full of BS. Is it really does to matter? It really does matter who they are. Yeah. Uh, and how important they are too. So if they're important to you, I would say uh, peel the onion, like Chris says. Mm-hmm. And if they're not important to you, just do the Mary Abijay and say I'm calling bullshit. Yes. Okay. You got ready for another one? All right, I got one. I got one right. You got this one. Okay. You got that right. All right. How about this one? How IBM is changing the way we look at DNI training? I'm gonna say yes, it's true. Mm. No, it's false. 
I tried to How make did that, you make that, that up? Was, That's hilarious. It was just so realistic, I felt. It was so realistic. I know. Oh, I my know. God. I know. That's funny. Well, let's not go without this one. This is... Okay, tell me which way this one goes. After 84 years, the world's happiest employee just shared three easy rules to learn to love your work. Oh my God. Again, very clunky headline. So I'm going to say it's true. It is true. It is true. <laughs> See, that's what I need to do. Okay. I got two right. Uh, that is, it's just the clunkier they are, the more that you are. It, are it is a clunky ones. headline, right? It's clunky. Yeah. This is a, a this is by Bill Murray. Murphy, excuse me. He's the author of this thing. But the person is a name named Walter Otherman, Otherman age 100 who has been working without interruption for the same company for 84 years. I did not know the name of the company, which I, it's terrible. It's a new record for the longest uh, uh, tenure in a single business. Wow. Yeah. And did, did you read the article? Do we know what his three yes, things were? Yes, I have his three things. Okay, first let's, let's is, hear them. First, he suggests, <laughs> this is fun, embrace the routine. <laughs> oh my God. It's just so oh. funny. He's been doing this for 80 years. Uh, so I think that makes sense. Uh, uh, find purpose in the work at hand. And last but not least, uh, find commitment. So uh, when we do what we like, we don't see the time go by. So those are his three things. Embrace the routine, uh, find purpose in the work at hand, and find commitment. You know, let's take each of these for a quick, sure. a hot second. Okay, so embracing the routine. You know, there there is some kind of logic and wisdom sure. to that. You know, if you are a routine person, then that will give you comfort. And if you're not a routine person, you're going to have to learn to, ha to embrace the routine because mm -hmm. uh, if you don't like routine, you're never going to be able to do that. So being able to find, it's kind of like meditation, like find, find the, um, Find the expansion in the stillness mm, well, in some ways. You know, like a way I just kind of made that up. No, I love um, that. Uh, finding purpose. We know through a lot of research that the more that people can connect uh, to the purpose of the organization, whether they can, can connect it to their purpose or whether they can connect what they do to the purpose of the organization, how they are valuable to the purpose of the organization. We know that's one of the things that cr helps create high engagement and high employee satisfaction. And then the commitment, what was the commitment one? Uh, fine commitment. Uh, we do, when we do what we like, we don't see that time go by. Yeah, yeah. So I, I thought, you know, this is nice, but he's in the same job for 84 years. I, I think the purpose, I like the point that's number two is the, what's the purpose of the work at hand? Um, meaning that, for instance, I saw, I read this recently, it was a hospital and this person was uh, very, was really taking care of patients by, uh, they, they would do these weird little things by changing pictures in the room in different places um, and rearranging furniture just to make it more homey. This person was a janitor. Oh, that's so awesome. And so this person is saying, well, but my job is, again, uh, aligned with a hospital's purpose. So I thought yep. that was interesting. Uh, you know, I think this guy actually really overly embraced the routine. I mean, yes, that's <laughs> I, I mean, 84 years. Him. Oh, my God. I, I hope he's not working at a Starbucks. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. But, you know, so what if he is? Like, I mean, clearly this advice worked for him, the same job. You know, I don't think that I this is going to be good advice for everybody. I'm just saying I don't see a 100-year-old man uh, at Starbucks during a rush hour preparing no, my- No, are you kidding me? <laughs> 
But can you know something that you just said? There was this uh, about the janitors that were like moving pictures mm-hmm. and doing like yeah. these fun little things. So there was recently an article. Um, so uh, listeners, I live in Washington D.C. and Baltimore is our little neighbor, right to the north. I think they're north of us, or maybe the south of us. I don't know. I'm a girl. I don't know my directions. Um, <laughs> but there was this great article where they have, you know, they're trying to get people c- to come back into the museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now that it's reopened and the, you know, we're kind of on the, you know maybe post-COVID, or people think we're post-COVID. Anyway, uh, so they decided that they were going to curate an exhibit that uh, was curated by the custodians, not the custodians, the security guards. Oh, I saw that uh, video. Because, right, because security yes. guards are in the museum all day long, and they're working different rooms. And someone in the museum thought, it might have been a security guard that suggested it, why don't we let them curate a show based on their favorite works of art? And that's what they did. And I'm going to try Try to get up there to see it because I think that is such a wonderful idea, such a great way to really be inclusive in your organization and just like to bring art to like, I just, I think that was just one of the most clever things I've ever, I've ever I, heard. I re- that was on CBS this morning, on Sunday morning, oh, was it? they did a feature on these, on these guards and the storyline behind that. Oh gosh, I didn't see, I only read the article. Yeah. That's so cool. It was great. I thought it was really nice. I thought that was interesting too. Yeah. So see, if that had been a headline, security guard curates a museum show, I would have gotten that one right. (laughs) You would have gotten that right. Are you ready for this one? I am. How to accelerate your career advancement by working less. That's going to be bullshit, and I think it's going to be true. Uh, It's false. You know, but I got to tell you. I, you know why it's false? Because it was so tight and succinct. I, I got to take a look at ink because they're clearly using cl- cl- clunky headlines. Yeah, no, that, um, was, that was mine. That was my headline. But you know what? That's a good one. That would get you eyeballs. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, was, I was looking at all the headlines. I said, okay, what else can I do? Here's one. How, is this true or false? Why Mary Kay Cosmetics cars are no longer pink. True. It's false. Oh, that was- <laughs> <laughs> that was too stupid not to be true. I know. That, now you're just getting mean. <laughs> you're just... All right, let's try one. Let's Wait. Try. How's this Okay. One? What landing on the moon and Jiffy Lube have in common? Oh, my God. I'm going to say it's so ridiculous. I'm going to say true. <laughs> it's false. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought that was my favorite. That's a really funny. Wait, can we go back? Can we go back to uh, how you can work? No, uh, Mary Kay. Yeah, Um, you should. I should have known that was a lie. Um, Can you accelerate your career by working less? Uh, I think you know that's an interesting idea. It would. It, it is such a tra- an attract. Remember the four-hour work week? The four-hour yeah. work week? People love that. I just called BS on that, but keep going. Yeah. No, no. The idea of that is you could possibly accelerate it if you tie to something that is critical to the uh, people above you and the other things about your work are unimportant relative to their view of that. So would that require you to be like an expert at one thing that really, really mattered? I I th- I think I think that's an aspect of it, but I also think it requires you to have some kind of um, intelligence about what's valued at high, much higher up in the organization. And if you have that kind of intelligence, then you know where to focus, as opposed to what are the goals that are just you know smoke and mirrors, and what are critical, what are critical p- path things. 
So when I think about that, um, and you know, I have that book and I just look at it and I just, I can't even bring myself to read it because I just roll my eyes as someone mm-hmm. who works, you know, 60 hours a week. I think about my team. Like, like they, like, I here's what I think. I think the only way I would let someone work less is if they were big rainmakers and they brought in a there shit ton of money. There you go. You, but th- then see, you're the boss. You're the boss. Yeah. You're the boss. You're the be- head cheese. So- that's it. You have just said it. I will let you do that because this is what I want most. Yeah. You see? And if they had that kind of intelligence from the senior levels of their organizations, I think the possibility exists you could do that. Yeah. But you know, the problem for a company like mine, a consulting firm or a training firm, is if someone's bringing in a whole bunch of work, mm-hmm. then you need people to deliver it. So, you know, um, yeah. So that would also then turn into a problem. Well, you would say to this, if this person is the rainmaker, you would you would make space for them to make rain. That's true. And that would be their job. Yes, exactly yeah, yeah. right. And so- yeah, interesting. So I think, it, yeah, right. that was a good, we have an article. We have an article, people. We have an article. I love it because that was a fake one, right? Yeah, that was fake. All right. But now we can write. You know what? I hope we are recording this. <laughs> because <laughs> I need some ideas for my Forbes.com col- okay. co- uh, column. All right. Maybe this will give you an idea. Ready? The five most toxic coworkers or employees and how to deal with them. Yes, true. It is true. Uh, of course it is. People love that stuff. Yeah. This is by uh, Minda Zetlin, author of Career Self-Care, Find Your Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment at Work. What do you think yeah. of the five? What are your five? Um, you, and I know, by the way, Mary wrote the book Managing Up, and she's dedicated a chapter to the toxic worker, or actually toxic boss. Couple of chapters couple. on it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, this is a toxic coworker. Do you talk about that as well, or do you stay to the. You know, I the have, I, I don't talk about that, but maybe that might be my next book, yeah, Managing Across. Um, right. uh, so, uh, so she's talking about the toxic coworkers, co-workers. here. Yeah. What are these okay. five types? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say there's gonna be something around like the bully. Hold on um, uh, well, yeah, okay, yeah. The, the, she bully. calls it you know, the people who absolutely have to get their way. That sounds yeah, like a bully yeah, to me. Yeah, good one. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, um, I'm gonna say the um, credit stealer. Oh my God, she says the credit stealers. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say um, the 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 slacker. Uh, the do nothing. The do nothing. Yeah, gets others to do their job. Oh my God, you yep. have three for three. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna say. Um, I'm gonna say the backstabber. Let's see. Oh yes, she calls them the over talkers. Some people have a bad habit of talking over. Oh no, this is suck all the no. auction out of the room. Oh yeah, that's going to be the, the the oh yeah that that that's a different person. That's, that's the overbearing person. Olivia. Yeah. yeah. And what's the fifth one? Uh, the manipulative suck up. Oh the, yeah, that would yeah. Yeah, yeah that's interesting because I think your your yours was uh the, the you know the back the backstabber should be on this list is a manipulative suck up in some ways yeah maybe yeah. but they should be yeah but I that wow you were good there okay you should get credit for that you got to get some well, points I should have because you know like I may not have gotten the headline but I could write that damn you, article you sure yeah exactly <laughs> well you wrote the book it makes I wrote sense the you book. could write an article are right, you ready for another yeah, one we have some I time am. okay. Three strategies for dealing with an annoying coworker. That has to be true. No, that, that's false. Uh, that's true somewhere in the world. I'm sure it is, but it's a false headline. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you should have done is you should have read one of my headlines, uh, and I probably would have got it wrong. <laughs> 
Oh, here and you- three strategies for dealing with an annoying coworker. Man, we could we we we've done shows on that. We could write that article. Well, you could you can answer this one uh, either way. Four traits to look for when hiring a remote manager. True or false? Oh, I'm going to say true. It is true. Yeah. What, yeah. what are some Where, traits? Uh, uh, f- uh, remote manager. Oh. You're hiring a remote manager. What do you want them to manager. be able to do? I want them to be able to manage by results. Oh, um, bing, 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 bing. Oh, good. I love it. I want them to have really strong communication skills. Uh, well, it, mm, I'm going to say, no. well, it's close. Well, let me, go ahead. Get What else? Um, a remote manager, they need to have strong communication skills. Uh, they need to um, um, manage by results. I, I That's think, all I can come up with. No, well, I think you've got communication skills right. They they call it transparency. Uh, and that yeah. means you have to be clear about everything. Yeah, that's that's what I mean by yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. You've got to be really clear about setting expectations, yeah. needs, and wants. So I think you've you got to be able to communicate that. Um, yeah. What else do they say? Here's uh, they said empathy, which I thought was yeah subsumed. Yeah. I don't well, know. I think all managers need uh, to have yeah. More I think empathy. that remote. Yeah. Uh, uh, now here's the other one. I thought dedicated to detail. They have to be dedicated to detail. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not yeah. sure of that. I'm not sure. I, you know, it sounds I, micromanaging I, from afar. It really does, kind of like you know, if you're, mm, yeah, I'm not sure. I would put that in as, as as a. I mean, if you're, if you're, it depends on what your team does. But I mean, I agree. It sounds like that. What, it sounds like it could be like what was the that term that when we are spying on people? Yeah. Pro- oh, uh, uh, Panopticon. Yeah. <laughs> a panopticon. Yeah. Well, this is written by Carrie McKeegan, CEO and co-founder of Greenback Expat. Tax services. Oh well, there you go. So th- let's th- let's take the context. In that case, I think she's probably right. Yeah, but I you agree. would need you would need a detail-oriented manager yeah. whenever you're dealing with money or finance. All right, Chris, I think we have time for one more. Three reasons women are excluded from the C-suite. Yes. <clears throat> no, false. You know why? Because it would be 10 reasons because there's so many reasons why women are excluded from the C-suite, which we talked about in a very recent show called No ba- No Balls, No Babies, no balls, Women no babies, in Lead. Right. You know, I named that show because of uh, what you said in the show. Yeah, anyway. Know. Okay, you got one more, one more. All right, one more. Four rare ways to instantly improve yourself as a leader. All right, so that's a clunky, so I'm going to say true. It is true. What do you got? <laughs> Four four rare ways to improve yourself as a leader. Yeah. Rare as an uncommon. Uh it says, yeah. And this is by Marcel Schwantes. All right. I'll tell you the whether they're rare or not. Develop some self-awareness, get some feedback. Um uh uh role look to role models, mm-hmm. get a mentor, um, get a coach. I, I like what you're saying. Uh, the, the, you're, you're, they said here, uh, leading with vulnerability, actually the, something about leading with vulnerability is the headline, but underneath it, yeah. the four things were um, practice what you preach, be aware of yeah. your blind spots, what you said, uh, share more to create safety, I mean, tell them who they, you are and all that, and then schedule your mental, mental health. I'm not sure what that was about. Uh, that's mm. about taking care of it. It's about yeah. putting your oxygen mask on first. Ah, okay. So I would say that those are rare. See, that's, that's what I don't like about that headline. Yeah, for the rare. headline should have said, four key ways to improve yeah. yourself as a leader. I agree. But I, I guess agree. if it bleeds, it leads. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, one was one bleeding more, all one over. More. 
three situations where using profanity at work is helpful. Oh my God, I hope that's true. No, it's false. Oh no, I love it. So Chris, that is the article. Oh, listeners, write us about profanity at the workplace because that would make a great show. And speaking of shows- By the way, they've studied this and they found out that uh, smart people use profanity as punctuation. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> you freaking do. <laughs> right, we do. <laughs> All right, Chris DeSantis, we have wasted 31 minutes of our good listeners' time talking about headlines. And I think I only got three right. So I am going to come gunning for you at another episode. Uh, thank you so much, listeners, for spending this uh, half hour with us. Uh, thank you to Jack Edinger, our loyal and amazing overworked, underpaid producer. You are the best. Uh, if you have a workplace question or a cubicle dilemma, give us a shout. No question is too easy. No question is too large. And clearly no question is too truthful because uh, <laughs> we'll take it. Uh, there are lots of ways to reach us. Email us to info at cubicleconfidential.com. Tweet us at cubicleconfide1. Connect with us on LinkedIn. Chris DeSantis and Mary Abajay. We're easy to find. Uh, work hard. Be kind. And if you can't, call us. Call us. And until next week, we'll see you later.